good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Well, hello there and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show yet again. Today is Friday, the 29th of July, 2022. We're going to jump into the first story of the day, which uh, mightn't be a surprise to you, but it's in relation to the announcement yesterday that uh, the police were going to prosecute uh, these uh, dispensaries who uh, have been uh, selling uh, marijuana and weed. So the Public Health Ministry now reconsiders its stand on the tough legal action against the cannabis users. The Thai Ministry of Public Health has rescinded its recommendation to the police that they take legal action against people found to have committed any of the four offences in violation of the Protection and Promotion of Traditional Thai Medicine Act BE 2542. Deputy Public Permanent Secretary Dr. Narang Sai Wong and Dr. Yang Yut, Director General of the Department of Thai Traditional and Alternative Medicines, held an urgent press conference yesterday to announce the decision to rescind the recommendation letter sent to the Thai police on Tuesday. The letter recommended that police arrest people who do not have permission to conduct research on, export, sell, or process cannabis for commercial purposes, said Dr. Narang, adding that the recommendation was intended to protect those under 20 pregnant women and breastfeeding women. He said that the health officials have carefully scrutinized the letter and recommended that it be reviewed by DTAM to ensure the utmost benefit to the people. Meanwhile, Dr. Yangyat said that the legal affairs panel of the department wants the ministerial edict on the use of cannabis to be amended to make sure that people who use medicinal cannabis are not affected and that legal action cannot be taken against those who have conducted research, sold, exported or processed cannabis before the enforcement of the edict. Most Importantly, he said, the rules must recognize that cannabis is useful for medical purposes and for boosting the economy, and it should not be re-criminalized. The legal affairs panel also suggested that only cannabis flowers should be placed under control, and people who make use of the other parts of the plant for commercial or other purposes should be allowed to carry on with their activities, said Dr. Yangyat. The problem of the widespread use of cannabis, particularly for recreational purposes, stems mainly from the fact that cannabis was decriminalized on June 9th before the narcotics law is amended to govern its use. The amendment bill is still pending in Parliament. To solve the problem on temporary basis, the Public Health Ministry has decided to classify cannabis as a controlled herb. So, you couldn't make this up. Well, actually, you probably could i mean it's pretty predictable the way things work here in the kingdom uh one day you get a, a notice that's sent out to everyone and of course i'm sure the thai police are completely baffled by this whole kind of tobacco but that's exactly how it does the letter sent out one day and the next day they say no 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 let's not send that out we're going to take it back obviously some big wig got involved and that's probably what exactly happened and uh, a few too many feathers were ruffled. And yes, we're back to the uh, status quo yet again. But as a lot of you guys who listen to this show know, this is the uh, par for the course here in Thailand. And moving along to another humdinger of a story, Doi Sutep case dismissed. Chiang Mai's administrative court on Wednesday dismissed a controversial case involving a housing project for judicial staff situated at the foot of Doi Sutep. 
It ruled on Wednesday that the Treasury Department granted permission for the Office of the Judiciary to use the land. The court also found the project did not encroach upon national park areas. The court dismissed a case filed by Suet Rungwisai, coordinator of a network fighting to reclaim the Doisute forest area against the department. It called for the demolition of the housing project, which was intended for staff of the Administrative Office of Peel's Region 5 in the province. The complex features scores of houses and residential buildings, spread over 147 rye, and had a budget of more than 1 billion baht. It is located at the foot of Doisutep Mountain in Tambon Don Kiao, Mayrim District in Chiang Mai. The court's judgment said the land plot is not part of Doisutep Pui National Park. Moreover, according to the Ministry of Science, Technology and Environment Act. Now the Ministry of Natural Resources and Environment, the land is classified in watershed categories 2, 3 and 4. That exempts it from the need for an environmental impact assessment reports before any construction. The Treasury Department also granted permission for the Court of Justice to construct a residential complex which had proceeded according to the law. So basically the administrative court were presiding over a case that involved the houses that their staff and possibly them live in. That's a very, very, very bizarre situation. And of course, with no real surprise, uh, the court uh, decided the houses can stay and that, uh, yes, uh, it's not uh, impeding on national forest land. I don't know what to make of that, but sometimes these stories in Thailand do and are quite amazing. You know, when you really think about them and understand what exactly is going on. But yes, I think this poor guy who filed the case, although he's probably right to bring the case, he probably realized he was fighting an uphill battle because, I mean, they're hardly going to rule against themselves now, are they? And moving along, after cannabis, the government takes steps towards allowing casinos to operate. After decriminalizing cannabis, the government is now considering casinos to attract foreign money and lure more tourists to galvanize the pandemic-hit economy. A panel of lawmakers submitted a report on Wednesday to Parliament recommending the government issue a decree allowing entertainment complexes that include legal casinos to be built in key cities across the country. The proposal comes as Thailand seeks to revive the all-important tourism industry, a key to rebooting the economy. The blueprint, if adopted, could help the country generate billions of dollars from foreign investors, travellers and Thai gamblers, who would otherwise spend gaming money in neighbouring countries according to the panel. We're focused on attracting foreigners to step up tourism and draw more money out of their pockets, said Pichette Chuangmang Pan, a lawmaker from the Putai Party, who is a vice chairman of the panel. This will also stem the outflow of money from Thai gamblers and help the government collect hefty taxes for our economy security. The proposal for casinos comes amid the country's broader move towards a more liberal legal landscape. Last month, Thailand became the first country in Asia to decriminalize cannabis and first in Southeast Asia to move towards legalizing same-sex unions. Greater Bangkok would be ideal for the initial casino followed by facilities in seaside southern provinces such as Phuket, Krabi or Panya, Pichette said. Tourist destinations like Chiang Mai in the north and Chonburi, home to beach resort Pattaya, are also obvious contenders among the 77 provinces. At least 400 million baht in additional tax revenue would be collected annually once several facilities are operating, he said. The panel's recommendations are built upon Thailand's Gambling Act of 1935, which prohibits most types of betting, but contains a provision that gives the government powers to issue decrees or licenses that greenlight certain gaming activities and venues. 
A key to successful facilities in Thailand would be to allow locals to participate, as foreign-only properties in Vietnam and South Korea showed how casinos suffer without steady foot traffic. Bloomberg Intelligent analyst Angela Han Lee and Kin Lin Chu said in a March report, Currently, casinos in Poi Pet, a Cambodian city across the border, are fed by Thai gamblers, the report noted. Public-private partnerships with domestic or foreign companies could be set up or the operating licenses may be issued directly to private firms. Either way, complexes must include facilities such as hotels, amusement parks and retail outlets, Mr. Pichette said. Providing multiple activities will avoid the creation of gambling dens and broaden appeal of the tourism industry, he said. Ties who are at least 20 and have a minimum 500,000 baht in a bank account would be allowed to gamble according to the proposal, which stipulates a minimum 30% tax on casino operators' revenue. With the blueprint submission Wednesday, lawmakers will next deliberate on whether to act on the recommendations, which could be concluded before a parliamentary recess in September, Mr. Pichet said. It's quite an interesting story. I have to be honest with you. I'm not in favor of casinos opening up in Thailand. I think they bring more trouble than they're worth with you. And I I just personally feel it's a bad idea. I mean, yes, they've decriminalized cannabis to a certain extent, but I, I think, you know, rushing too far with things like this can be detrimental to society and especially Thai society because it's always been fairly conservative, I guess, in many ways. I mean, if you take the tourist towns out of it, you know, it it is still a very conservative country. So I, I just personally feel it's the wrong way to go right now. And what you'll basically end up with is gaming casinos such as things you find in Vietnam or Cambodia, which are not very attractive and have really been kind of detrimental to the overall towns that they have been situated in but i'll give it up to you guys what do you think about all this do you think it's a good idea to bring casinos to thailand or do you think it's a bad idea i'd love to know your opinion or your opinion about any of the topics we have covered today down below in the comment section and speeding along tourist surge to propel economy in second half The Thai economy will continue to recover in the second half of this year, supported by all the indicators including private consumption and foreign tourist arrivals, says a Bank of Thailand executive. Chayawadi Chianat, a senior director at the Central Bank, said the tourism sector is a key factor to driving the country's economy recovery in the second half of this year. Given the improving numbers of foreign travellers in June at 765,000, up from 520,000 in the previous month, the full year's tourism numbers could be even higher than the central bank's current forecast of 6 million. Ms. Chayawadi added that the central bank is maintaining its existing 2022 GDP growth rate estimated at 3.3% as Thailand's economic recovery has been accelerating with several indicators improving both in June and the second quarter. However, the central bank would also be closely monitoring global and local economic circumstances and several uncertainties, she added. The Fiscal Policy Office, FPO, said on Tuesday it has kept its forecast for economic growth this year at an average of 3.5%, underpinned by a recovery in both the tourism sector and domestic consumption. The FPO has also revised upwards its projection on the number of foreign tourist arrivals this year to 8 million, from April's prediction of 6.5 million. According to the central bank's report on the economic and monetary conditions for June and the second quarter of 2022, the Thai economy improved in June 2022 compared to the previous month. 
Private consumption indicators after seasonal adjustments remained at a similar level from the previous month. Consumption increased in almost all categories except for durable goods as delivery of passenger cars were delayed due to shortages of production materials. Private investment indicators, after seasonal adjustments, continued to improve from the previous month in machinery and equipment as well as construction. This was all in line with the recovery of manufacturing sectors and the overall economy. The number of foreign tourist arrivals after seasonal adjustments continued to increase from the previous month among almost all nationalities. This was the result of the government's abolition of the Test and Go scheme on May 1st, 2022, in conjunction with fewer cross-border restrictions, while other countries continued to relax their own travel rules. Manufacturing production picked up in several sectors such as automotive, food and beverages, and petroleum. This was mainly due to increases in commercial car production, easing of the COVID-19 containment measures which allowed alcoholic beverage consumption in restaurants and fewer travel restrictions to attract more tourists. Nevertheless, production of integrated circuits and semiconductors declined in line with the slowdown in integrated circuit exports. And moving along, UN Security Council condemns Myanmar executions. The UN Security Council has condemned the Myanmar junta's execution of four prisoners, drawing praise Thursday from a shadow government of ousted Myanmar lawmakers. In a rare consensus on the post-coup crisis, the Security Council on Wednesday released a statement condemning the executions, Myanmar's first in decades, and calling for the immediate release of ousted leader Aung San Suu Kyi. The members of the Security Council condemned the Myanmar military's execution of opposition activists over the weekend, the council said. They recalled the Secretary General's statement of the 25th of July 2022 and echoed his call for the immediate release of all arbitrarily detained prisoners. The statement was endorsed by Russia and China, the junta's two major allies that had previously shielded it at the UN, as well as neighbouring India. Welcome UN Security Council condemning execution of democracy activists at the National Unity Government on a verified Twitter account. It was time for the council to take concrete action against the junta, it added. The NUG, dominated by lawmakers from Aung San Suu Kyi's ousted party, have been working to topple the coup and been declared a terrorist organisation by the junta. The executions announced Monday sparked condemnation from around the globe, heightened fears that more will follow and prompted calls for sterner international measures against the already isolated junta. Among the four executed were Posey Atau, a former lawmaker from Suu Kyi's National League of Democracy, a veteran democracy activist Kiao Min Yu, better known as Jimmy. Both were sentenced to death under anti-terrorism laws. The junta is increasingly isolated on the world stage, with Cambodian leaders Hun Sen the only head of state who have visited since the coup that plunged the country into turmoil. The Cambodian PM has also made a personal request to junta chief Ming Ang Halang not to go ahead with the executions. Myanmar's junta has lashed out against international condemnation of its use of capital punishment, saying the four executed prisoners deserve many death sentences. And I think that last statement pretty much tells you the kind of assholes that are running, you know, Myanmar at the moment. And I don't mean to use language like asshole or whatnot, but these guys at this moment, I hope, will face justice in the future. Because this kind of situation, this kind of behavior, this kind of disregard for human life cannot continue. And it must be be stopped and it's up to countries around the world and in particular the ASEAN countries in Southeast Asia to take action against these guys. And finally the Phuket News Daily Report. Phuket marks His Majesty the King's birthday. 
Phuket Governor Narang Wunsi this morning led the official ceremonies to commemorate the 70th birthday of His Majesty the King. National Human Rights Council mediates complaints over Kamala Mosque speaker noise. Assistant Professor Suchard Aset Tmalani of the Human Rights Council was in Phuket yesterday as mediator with the hope of amicably resolving complaints over the volume of the speaker noise emanating from Kamala Mosque. And finally, tourist police stroll Bangla over cannabis trade. Phuket Tourist Police led an excursion along Bangla Road, Patong last night to explain to shop and venue operators that they must have the license to sell marijuana products. And then, of course, the next day, they got the letter to tell them that was already cancelled. So, yet again, these guys in Parliament are wasting people's time. And that's it for today, guys. Thanks for tuning in. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.